Game Cola Faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 151. We're ready here to have some fun, and I am, of course, your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin, joined today by... Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski, and I'm here sometimes. I'm Blue Rider, and I write uh, Surplus Sur Passion, Suspended Save State, and Home Modifications, and more coming soon. And I'm John Rizzi. I make videos for the Game Goal YouTube channel. Sometimes. And it's episode 151. And you know what there also were 151 of? At one time? At one time. Pokemon. Not Pokemon. <laughs> which is what you guys were going for too. And you didn't let me do the joke that I wanted to do. Because there are in fact more than 151 Pokemon, but there used to only be such a number as 151 Pokemon back in the day. And wouldn't you know it, that just so happens to align with the fact that there was two big game reveals and some other small ones that I have forgotten about, other than the fact that they sort of exist. Um, or not game reveals, but game news about Pokemon games on this gaming news and discussion podcast, the Game Cola Podcast, hashtag the GCPC. You can say words, and they go on a podcast, and that's what I do with you guys. Awesome. What do you guys know about the new <laughs> Pokemon news? A lot. Which ones? Where are we going to start? The first ones? I was going to let the people who have who the answer is none or very little say their <laughs> bit first. I'm sorry, what is a Pokemon? Anna, we just went over before the podcast that you know you are at least three out of four on the knowing about modern Pokemon. Sorry, it's I've a never digital heard of a monster, Pokemon? I believe. Digital that, that's monsters? A card game, that right? sounds wild. Gosh, it is a pet... Pokemon is a pet peeve of mine. I know it doesn't matter. Pokemon isn't correct either. It's oh, is that, the, is that that card game I keep seeing streamers freak out about after they pull a fire dragon? I don't think <laughs> they do that anymore. I think that wave has passed. Uh, if you didn't catch days. it, there was a way... If you didn't catch the wave, as some idiomatic if you expressions didn't hang would ten. phrase it... Yeah, um, there was, like, a thing for a while where, like, opening Pokemon cards on live streams was, like, a thing to do. That and, like, um, magic cards, too. Well, I think, I th it started with Pokemon cards, at least as far as I know. Or it may be, it got big with it. It may have started with smaller things, and I'm sure there were people doing it before, and people have continued to do it since. But then it sort of expanded to all sorts of different things, and now I think, I don't know what the next hot thing is. I don't have my finger on the... I actually really on only knew, like, of... magic cards. <laughs> that was when everyone and their mother became a Pokemon card collector for, like, a month. <laughs> <laughs> and, th and then they realized, oh, these cards aren't exactly rare because now everyone is getting one. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. so... And everyone knows that they're valuable. Like, the whole point was that people they, their value would increase because there were a bunch of people who didn't know that they were valuable. So there were only a few people actually, like selling them because you would either keep them as nostalgic keepsakes or forget that they owned them but if everybody knows every, everything and everyone is buying the same things knowing that they could be resold then it just it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't work. work yeah that stuff has to be in like mint condition this is not the pokemon stuff that i opened <laughs> the podcast expecting to discuss but here we are so now you know about that little piece of internet history if you're listening to this podcast in the far off future of 2151 or 2022 be an interesting year 
Or 151,000. Yeah, awesome you now know my side do- jokes trail off into other discussions. So there was a big old Pokemon. It's not a call it direct. Pokemon Presents. They went with the alliteration there. Um, and the two big things that they talked about, there were some other smaller ones, like Pokemon Unite, which I always think like Pokemon Untie. Same. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, the, the ones that I care about mostly are the Pokemon Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl, um, the, the remakes, the Nintendo Switch remakes of the DS Pokemon Diamond and Pearl games, and then, of course, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, 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 however you would like to say it. There's at least two official ways, <laughs> so I'm just going to go with Arceus because that's what I've always said, and that's what people do about Pokemon. So, um, yeah, uh, quick show of hands, did anybody else here play Pokemon Diamond and Pearl? No. No? Blue, did you play that? Oh, I raised my hand. I've never played Pokemon. Anna, that's not true. (laughs) You've played Pokemon. You played the most recent big Pokemon game. And the one before that, I think, right? You played Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Yes. You need to stop pretending like you don't know things about Pokemon, Anna. You definitely do. (laughs) I genuinely haven't played that one, though. Blue, you, did you say that you play Pokemon Diamond I raised Pearl? my hand. You said show of hands. Oh, well, okay, yes, yes, of course. And then, John, you've only played Pokemon Fire Red, right? Correct. What you said. And Pokemon Go, I but I don't rhyme. count that. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a different sort of vibe. Um, I played Diamond and Pearl... I remember being super excited for Diamond and Pearl when they were first coming out. I went, like, I went on the internet every single day and, like, looked up and see, have they shown off any new Pokemon yet? And I, I knew every single Pokemon and, like, their types before the game even came out. Because I looked at that page every day and looked at all the cool new Pokemon. So I was very hyped for those games. I'm not as hyped for these games. Even after the new trailer, I know the first trailer, the visuals were rough. And thankfully, they have been improved. But it's definitely, like, if you look at all the promotional material, it's very much, like, about, like, this is a faithful adaptation. With and, like, other zero words. changes whatsoever. Yeah, like, it's very, it's not like the other, like, I'm. there's definitely going to be differences, right? Because with all of these, they always, like, update certain mechanics. Um... But, like, in terms of the presentation, it's like, you know, it's, it is not, like, in line presentation-wise with the state of the main series, which is sort of how the remakes, the Pokemon remakes have been before, right? They've been, here is an old game. In a new engine. we've taken it, yeah, and put it in the same engine as our newest game. This is, like, a completely different... At least for, like, the overworld and interactions. Maybe it's not a completely different engine, but, like, it's on a grid. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's not on a grid, but, like, it's... All of the the design of everything is still very It's no... It's not on the same thing as, like, Sword and Shield. Right, right. It doesn't look like Sword and Shield. They're going for, like, the least amount of differences possible. Which is... Right. Um... Yeah, and also, like, the other thing is, like, I, like, Generation 4, which is where Pokemon Diamond and Pearl came from, or or that's the generation that they sort of kicked off, has probably one of my favorite 
what I think is probably one of the best. It's a simple improvement, but it is one of the best that the series had, where before uh every single Pokemon, if you had a type, if a move had a type, that determined which of its two attacking stats it used. So if it was a fighting type move, it always used its physical attack. If it was a fire type move, it always used special attack. No matter what, then if it was called Blaze Kick, it still used its special attack because it was a fire type move. And in Generation 4, they changed it so that every move itself could be physical or special regardless of type. So now you can have Blaze Kick and it is a physical fire type move, which first of all made a lot of Pokemon who were kind of like not really useful because their type did not match with their attacking stat. Like, and I'm playing, um, I'll talk about this more, but I'm playing Emerald right now, and there's Absol, who has this really high attack stat, but it's a dark type, and dark type moves are special attacks, so it can't use any dark type moves, because his special attack is not good. And so it's just like, it's not very good in the game, in the video game. And like, same with like Blaziken, where it's like, uh, it has fighting moves and it has fire moves, but they can't use the same stat. And in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, not only did that like retroactively make a lot of those Pokemon like just better at being what their concept was, but also made them, made it so that you could have cool ideas for Pokemon that couldn't have been done before. Like, a special attack-focused fighting-type Pokemon like Lucario, right? Like, taking what does a special attacking fighting-type look like? And you've got, like, this spiritual fighting energy motif that has clearly been very popular, even if you look back at the con- game cola content that has covered Pokemon, perhaps certain hacks-and-slash episodes that you may or may not be familiar with <laughs> related to Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> All of that to say that... We have passed that point in the remakes cycle, and so, like, that big boost going into new games is, like, without that, the the upgrade of, like, things about the Pokemon series has reached a point of diminishing returns, in my mind at least, right? You're not getting any more big mechanical overhauls when you do remakes, And I wonder if that informs, like, this idea of not trying to make it, like, its own reinvention. Because it's not going to feel quite as different as before. I agree. I I really... My two favorite gens are 3 and 4. And 3 went upgraded to Alpha Ruby and... Mega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was what it was. It added a lot new exploration and, like, story and all this, all these changes that improved the game but kept the heart of it. And then Diamond and Pearl was also one of the last gems that had sort of soul in them, in my opinion. And then to do this to it is just, it's unfair. It hurts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm always, like, I've reached a point with Pokemon where I've just become interested in what it is and what it do, irregardless of whether or not I will enjoy the video games. <laughs> like, 
seeing what choices they made in making a Pokemon game has become enough to just interest me. Not every single Pokemon game. Like, I don't care about Pokemon Unite enough to play it. It's not a genre that I care about, and I'm not going to get invested in it. And also, um, it is but, bad. Uh, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard that I can't confirm this. I've heard that it is pay to win in a certain respects. From the um, research that I've done on it, it is... At the very least, much more close to that model than it has any right to be. Yikes. Um, but, like, with the main series, I just... Pokemon in general fascinates me because it feels like this giant thing that has perpetuated itself on a couple of key fundamental things that it got right at the very beginning, but is otherwise a complete disaster. <laughs> And maybe part of it being a complete disaster is how it is able to perpetuate itself continuously. Yes, I would agree with that. I, because I don't think that in any point they have really stuck the landing with Pokemon. And yet it persists and people are invested in it and people engage with it, even though it's kind of a disaster. And that just fascinates me it doesn't Um, have to be it doesn't have to be and yet it is and there is a certain morbid fascination i have with that um with diamond and pearl the the question will be sort of like this is will be definitely the first time where the question will be like is it worth it to play to get this remake if you have the old versions right like with fire red and heart golden fire red and leaf green heart golden soul silver and omega ruby and alpha sapphire like the games themselves i feel like i look at them and i say this is like a different enough game that like it's worth having both yes right it's worth experiencing both even maybe like i would even say like if you've played Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, it's it's potentially worth going back and playing Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Because it, I think if you're interested in Pokemon and if you're interested in what the games were like before, I think you will have a different enough experience that it'll be interesting to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that will be the case with these new... I will probably get it just because of my curiosity about it at this point, but I don't know if I can make that same pitch to people. I think it'll be just as good as playing the originals. I don't think it'll be worse than the DS games, and technically it will be cheaper because the the DS Pokemon games are weirdly really sell for a lot. <laughs> um, but I, I guess, I don't know, unless you guys have any other thoughts that you want to say on it, I don't know if there's much more to say on the first that first point. Uh, I agree. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I said this on the last podcast I was on when we were discussing this game. Why doesn't it look like the Link's Awakening remake? I feel like that's... I I mean, I I get what you mean, right? Like, why doesn't it look as good as the Link's Awakening remake? Mm -hmm. Because that is definitely the vibe it's going for, right? Like, you can draw a lot of parallels with the approach um, I'm, I mean, one is that this is a third party developer, essentially, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like Ilka. 
um, who, like, I think the thing, and I think maybe we talked about this before, but, like, the thing you see sort of written about them is that they've, the company itself has worked on a lot of high-profile projects, but it's never been, like, the studio making the game. It has been, like, a part of a development, of a wider development team. Um, and I think it did, they did something with Pokemon before, but it was, like, in the mobile space. Mm. Um, and I don't want to be, like, diminished, like, I don't want to say, like, oh, it was, a, it was a mobile game, so it doesn't count. Because, I mean, there's Pokemon Go, and, like, that's, like, all it's big. successful, and people are invested in it and like it, and I enjoyed it when I played it well enough, so, like, I'm not going to be dismissive of it. Same. But in terms of, like, the space, right, like, I think that is an issue that Game Freak is sort of dealing with in general, too, is, like, Going from handhelds to fighting with the, essentially fighting with the big boys, right? Like, it used to be the top of the handheld market. Like, Pokemon were sort of like the pinnacle of the handheld. They would always use the, push the console to the limit, use the most advanced features, work in stuff. You know, it was, sometimes it was like the only, like it was the only game that used a wireless communication in, uh, on the Game Boy Advance, right? Like, mm-hmm. they were definitely at the forefront there, and now they're with all of these other people who've been making stuff for high-end, higher-end consoles, and I think the... Even though they've been making games for a long time, their ma- lack of experience in, like, living up to that potential, I think, is starting to show. Mm-hmm. Especially because they're now no longer working at the pinnacle of... Right, the the Nintendo's handhelds, right, were like, I don't, I guess they they weren't like the highest spec stuff, but they were like the pinnacle of the market in a sense, right? Yeah, like you had like because there were you have the Vita and stuff, but they weren't like big sellers. Nintendo right? won because like, people wanted handheld gaming, but they but they were the cheaper option, and they had the better library. Right. <laughs> That's funny. right. So, but like the hard the hardware they weren't like. They weren't as behind in their handheld hardware as I feel like they are. And again, by design, right? Like, their their angle is affordability. But, like, the Switch is behind stuff like the PS3 and the X... Or, not the PS3. We are so far past the PS3. <laughs> um, I think the Switch is better than the PS3 graphics-wise. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually know. Yeah, no, it, run, it runs... Probably. It runs L.A. Noir just fine. Okay, yeah. it's probably at least on par. Um, there's also, like, different versions of PS3. But anyway, what I'm saying is that, like, I think that Game Freak in general has been struggling with stuff on a hardware level that in a way that they haven't really had to before. And that is sort of, like, the major source of a lot of the biggest criticisms, I think. Like, just in terms of, like, their development cycle, I imagine there's a lot of... I imagine that the mess of that of the state that Pokemon is in right now is somewhat reflective of the mess that Game Freak just sort of is in right now, trying to figure out what to do with this franchise that has sort of gotten away from them, I yeah. feel like. Um, so that's a long-winded answer to the yeah. question, why does this yeah. game look the way that it does? I'm just saying my two cents on this is that um, judging by the numbers, like Pokemon is like the highest grossing like media franchise ever, yep. like of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not go all out? That's exactly. My, that's well, that's the thing, but right? The answer like, is because they don't have to, essentially. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, no, they definitely I don't, don't even, have to. But if, like, if, I'm saying even, if they did go all out, I was like, I would buy it. Like I would personally. I've never like, bought a Pokemon like, game before. 
I want to push back on that just a little. Like, I, that is definitely a component of it. I'm not going to argue that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the whole thing is to, like, make, you know, they don't want to, this is something with, like, video games in general, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to top yourself too much if you want to leave yourself space to go somewhere else. Um, and that was, like, I think that was one of the issues with, like, Gen 6 and Gen 7 is they started introducing these cool mechanics that people liked, but were not sustainable to keep in the game and continue adding more stuff, right? And mm-hmm. that's why their solution was Alolan forms, Galarian forms, and these new forms, right? Where you're not adding new Pokemon. It's not, like, a whole bunch of items that you have to keep track of. It's just cool new versions of old Pokemon, and that can be sustainably increased and still be cool, Without, like, basically messing up a whole bunch of stuff. Having to keep track of a whole bunch of weird different mechanics. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, I, but, like, Pokemon is the highest grossing media franchise. But it is also one of the most diversified media franchises, mm. I feel like. Right? Like... It has, like, the, mass, the, mass appeal to, each, like, anyone from any demographic. But not even just that. Like, you have the games, right? Mm-hmm. But, like... The TV show is just as big as the, if not bigger, then I imagine there's more people who have watched a decent amount of the Pokemon TV show than have played the Pokemon game. That's true. Right? Yeah, for sure. I'd say that's fair, yeah. Right? And I don't think, and then you have like, you have the card game, which is like, it, it's not, it's about as successful as a card game can be. Like, it's certainly up, it's one of the top five, I'm oh, sure, in terms yeah. of, like, mm-hmm. people who play it, right? Like, I think... Probably closer to top it, three. It, it would de- but in pretty much any metric that you give, aside from, like, good how good it is, but, like, in terms of any metric of success, Pokemon is near the top in terms of trading card games. I, I think, you know, you've got Pokemon, you've got Magic, and you've got, uh, like, uh, this Yu-Gi-Oh. is sort of, like... Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! and if you want to count Hearthstone, I guess. Those are like <laughs> trading card-ish games that I am familiar with and know that people play, right? As a layman. Wait, did we so just like, try to one of the big ones video there. games? <laughs> I, I thought I said video games at the beginning. We're talking about card games now. What are we? <laughs> um, Cardboard cola. <laughs> and it's now it's like... One of, it used to be the biggest video game in the handheld market, and now it's like one, it was one of the biggest mobile apps for, like, it's certainly not the go-to mobile app anymore, but like, it was the big mobile app a good for a long time. In the summer of 2016. And it, it like, kept that up, yeah. like, even on, even when it fell out, like, the major new, like, it was still, like, people played, pretty much a good portion of people I know played that Pokemon Go game. For a while, even after the, like, original, like, the vanilla buzz version, died yeah. down. Right? So, like, it's got a lot of, it's a highest grossing thing, but they're also putting, that the money is going to so many different places and so many interconnect. And that's the other thing is that all of these things are, like, connected with each other, right? Like, a lot of people were saying, like, hey, Nintendo delayed Animal Crossing, like, half a year. If the issue with the Pokemon games is that they don't have enough development time to deal with them, why not just delay them? It's like, because so many, whenever Animal Crossing comes out is whenever Animal Crossing comes out and it affects like almost nothing else. Yeah. Right? Like maybe some merch deals, but even those merch deals can just wait until then. 
like they, I don't, I, I don't necessarily. I'm sure that, that there are consequences. Yeah. Like it isn't completely I'm trivial. Sure, I'm sure. But like with Animal, Pokemon, it's like I'm sure Doom Eternal didn't affect Animal Crossing sales. <laughs> like with Pokemon, it's like the TV show lines up with the games because it, they're like ads for each other essentially. Yeah. And if like one gets delayed a significant amount, they're going to be out of sync, and it's going to throw off the whole thing. And then you've got all the trading cards that are based on the new Pokemon, and like those, I think. Are set so that they, like they can't come out before the games do. Do they like, make all this? Wait, thing. do they make shows about the uh, remakes though, or like are they making a show on RCS well, when we, that comes out? I don't know about. I don't I, think I they've announced anything to that. Effect. They have not announced anything for sure. Um, they do sometimes do like little things. Oh yeah, like, uh, like YouTube that. web series and stuff. They do. Yeah. Actually, I wonder if. I did see something. This would be interesting to look at. I don't want to make it a news report. I did see something about the, uh, you know, in each Pokemon TV show, they bring in one of the protagonists, one, at least one of the protagonists from the video games onto like Ash Ketchum's team of people to sort of be like a reference back. I thought I may have seen something because sometimes they do come back. The, the female protagonist from Diamond and Pearl, I think might be coming back oh. for a little bit. In the main series, I think that might which is have not seen... necessarily something that they've done before. Before, like line it up with the release of a remake, but that might be something that they're doing. Yeah, I'm, I think I might have seen that in my recommended list on YouTube, but I thought it was just like an old video or something. Yeah, I think we saw the same video, which may it may just be that thumbnail, right? Yeah. Like that, th- it might be clickbait, <laughs> but um, like that with with shining. Pearl, to Platinum, Brilliant, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know if these are great names, by the way. They're hard to remember. I, they're no I hard. Even gold, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Heart Gold and Soul Silver like works. Yeah, I just I, and Fire Red, Leaf Green, the, the the names and the colors. It works. I don't know. Brilliant, like both diamonds and pearls could be brilliant and shining, exactly. and there's like not, not even like any the, alliteration. Yeah. Like Soul Silver. Has the alliteration. So you're like, if you remember heart and soul, you can be like, well, a- a- soul goes with the S one, so heart must go with gold. Yeah, that's Daring what I really Diamond. Like. Daring Diamond. Yeah, Oof. I don't know. Anyway. I, Dapper I don't Diamond. What I was necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Dapper Diamond is great. I love it. That show hey, should Game have been. Freak, we have a suggestion. Um, Pretty Pearl. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think delaying is like a, a the point there because I think this game is what it was designed to be sword and shield definitely like you play sword and shield you can look and see like oh this is this is because they didn't have enough this is not the vision that they had for sword and it's shield. a bit wonky sword and shield was not the game that they that they wanted it to be like from the initial design you can you can see where things sort of like fell through i feel like brilliant diamond shining pearl are pretty much exact like the graphical overhaul helps and maybe they'll be maybe when the games come out we can see if there's stuff that still seems unfinished but like i think in general it is becoming what it is meant to be which is yeah basically turning it into a side project so that they can focus on arceus yeah. so i had legends arceus which we haven't even talked about yet so my problems <laughs> with sword and shield are not the same as my problems with the remakes but i have problems with both for <laughs> those they're still problems i will probably not be purchasing the remakes 
And again, I don't think I would be purchasing them. And maybe I won't. I don't know yet. But um, if I do, it'll be sort of out of a, a curiosity about what they're doing with it more than being like, yeah, I'm hyped to play these games. Yeah, I'll follow more from um, afar. And then if they do something surprising, I'll get it. If not, I'll just pull out my old copy of Diamond. Um, the other game, which I think people are a lot more hyped for, oh, yes. is Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is, it takes place in, uh, old-timey Sinnoh, which is the, the region that the fourth generation games, Diamond and Pearl, take place. I was about to say the 1600s. And, uh, actually, I think it's the 1800s. Oh, what? When it's called the Hisuiwi region or something. It's, the, it's like the late 1800s because it has a lot of references to, like, a certain era of Japan where they were like, they got really in to, uh, like nature taxonomy or something. I, I do have um, a, a bit of an issue with the time setting because it's just confirming that the Pokedex in all the games we've been playing is useless. The journey we're going on to complete the Pokedex is absolutely worthless garbage well the journey to complete the pokedex has always been a sort of strange well yes but now it's just like it's what a is it's, a it's even pack. worse that's what it is <laughs> yeah it does it does sort of well i think blue i think that the the actual like canonical answer to your question there is a multiverse and I don't, to, to answer that question, we need to talk about parallel universes. I mean, that is true. Which let's go, let's go. In Pokemon. We, even before this, there were multiple universes in Pokemon. That, that has been a thing in the, since yeah. Omega Ruby at least. Probably a little yeah. bit before then, I think it was hinted at. Uh, it might not yeah, have been. I think it has been retroactively. I think it has been retroactively applied to explain oh, yeah, 100%. discrepancies when it comes to, like, remakes. Um, but anyway, like, uh, people are definitely hyped about this. I do like I am also just Pokedex. interested in what they're going to do with this. It looks like, it looks like they're, go like, I think people first thought, like, Breath of the Wild. And I think maybe there's some, like, inspiration there. Yeah. But also, like. It's also its own There's, thing. like, when you talk, that. Well, it's also got Monster Hunter vibes, right? Like, you, they talk about, like, what you do is, like, you start at a camp and you, like, collect your items and then you go out into, like, a section of the world to accomplish some sort of task. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say it looks more like Monster to Hunter. Go than kill anything. a Rhyhorn and cut off its horn. I think one of the big things with Breath of the Wild is that I think you can, like, use a Pokemon to fly around and it looks kind of like the glider from Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, and just, like, the sort of, like, focus on nature and stuff. Which I guess I I don't know enough about like Monster Hunter's vibe to know and I, I yeah I, I I mean I think there's parallels between the those two games Breath of the Wild and Monster Hunter anyway right like, Breath of the Wild physics in Pokemon that will mess well like I don't know we'll <laughs> we'll have to see but then like you've got like things where like you have to some there's you've got some things where like you have to catch Pokemon by like interacting with them in a certain way some of them the stronger ones it sounds like you have to battle them. It looks interesting. The setting is very interesting. I think I talked about this on a different podcast, but like how they now have to reconcile references to like real world historical events 
in their Pokemon universe, and you can't say nothing about those historical events. But the thing about most historical events is that they're not great. (laughs) No one ever, there's very few things where you look back in history and you're like, yeah, everybody involved did something that was reasonable and not reprehensible in any way. So they're going to have to deal with that, which will certainly be interesting. Not entirely sure how, they may get it. You know, who knows? Maybe they have thought about this and they're at least going to do something that isn't terribly insensitive. But we'll have to see. I'm a bit concerned knowing who you work for. What? You work for the, uh, what is it, Team Galaxy or... You work for the, like, the Galaxy Corporation, right. which is like which the is expedition bad. team... Right. Well, team. Well, in the in the in Diamond and Pearl, there's Team Galactic, and they have the same logo. So there's logo. clearly a reference. This is Team Galaxy. So it definitely feels like there's going to be a twist where, like, the people you are with are like, or at least some of the people that you with are the bad guys. Or there's going to now be... it could also be a double fake out. Yeah, it could be that this like, they're actually know. good now, but later on they get corrupted Illuminati vibes right. or something. And that they're, they're, this is some sort of red herring. I don't know. So like that, that, that throws an interesting, like, how is, are they going to present what this community does in this region? There's been a lot of talks about like, you know, there were people in this region before Japan came in. So there's, are there going to be people in this region before this group comes in? And how is that dynamic going to work? And, there's a lot to deal with, and Game Freak, as we have kind of said, has kind of gone through this by just making a mess and hoping for the best, and I don't know if that's the approach you could take with this, but I also am not the one to decide what would be the good approach, so we're just gonna have to see how it goes, I think is the answer to that, but it is very interesting to see them mix up the formula in a big way like this. Like, there's been Pokemon spinoffs all the time, yep. but this seems like something a little more robust, especially because they're introducing new forms to it, too. Um, like, they're not Sinnoh forms. They're, they call them something different, but they're basically new forms to correspond with the new region. I think a lot, what, you got a Stantler evolution. Stantler, my uh, boy. My child is Basculin, Basculegion, the ghost dark, uh, sorry, the ghost water Pokemon that's made up of the soul of its fish, souls of its fish brethren. Um, Which is delightful. And then the, for kids, the Growlithe know. that everybody really likes. Yeah, for kids. <laughs> Ghost Pokemon have always had a for kids vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like any description of like also what Alakazam. a Ghost Pokemon is, it's like... Very... Alakazam is just like a dude. Yeah, it's just some right? like, kid Alakazam, as far as, as like, you read it, and it's like... And now we make it go like, that's beat just up a some animals. And it's just a lot. <laughs> Alakazam, like, has, is, like, you read everything, it's like, this is describing just, like, an, a human man with psychic powers. <laughs> I don't feel great about this. This feels it's, not correct. Uh, get in the ball. It's concerning. I've, I've never been happy about it. We've been talking about Pokemon for a very long time, and I think we need to move on. Does anybody else have things that they want to say about Pokemon before we talk about it? I have a dumb Almost controversy to talk about, but it's not Pokemon. 
It's Pokemon. Pokemon. It is not Pokemon. Pokemon. It can be Pokemon po- or it can be right. Pokemon. It's but it cannot be Pokemon. Pokemans. If I just called it Pocket Man. If I just called it Pocket Monster for the rest of my life, would you guys be angry? No, you would be correct. I think. <laughs> pocket Man, Pocket no. Man, gotta catch him. <laughs> my favorite Mega can. Man villain. Pocket Man, you are one in a thousand. I just want a first-person open-world Pokemon game in the style in the in the Skyrim engine. That's it. That would there's mods for that, I think. Oh, there, I'm sure there are. <laughs> but I don't think they're like fun <laughs> because no one plays them. They're too janky. Also, Anna, I I need to know if you appreciated my Pepper Ann reference. I did. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to make sure that that landed with at least one person. Yes, I got it. I think I sing that, I sing those literal lyrics to myself like all the time. <laughs> and now that it's on a podcast, I can finally be free. Yes, I, uh, I like that. So closing like thoughts on that is I'm probably going to buy it and it's the most excited I've been about the franchise in years. And I, I'm glad and they're adding. Just have to wait. They're adding like a new system, and it might be gimmicky, but also it might be just like a neat step forwards and add a lot to it. Don't know yet. I'm excited. Might be good. Might be mediocre. I'll get it either way and see. Cool. Any other thoughts? No, no thoughts. Head empty. Negative. I have controversies to talk about. Oh yeah, talk about your controversies, Anna. So, here's one that makes sense. And is a problem, I'm sure, with plenty of games that involve making an avatar and involving skin color, is there's been a bit of an uproar over The Sims for having whitewashed some of its NPCs. I don't know the full story, and I do want to look it up, but for now, that makes sense. Here's the one that it makes sense that it's a controversy. Yes. <laughs> and this let's let's do covering your bases. <laughs> there could be some uh unhelpful interpretations. It, of what it you does said, make so. sense that it, it is a controversy because it does happen and it is a problem. Here's the one that I keep looking at, I keep seeing every time I go on Google and they're like, here's a news story, and it's just like People are upset that there's not a window that was in the promo for the newest uh, mini pack. And the fact that I've seen that more as a controversy than the other one. It sounds like when people were complaining about the lack of puddles in the final version of the Spider-Man Oh yes, I remember Puddlegate vividly. <laughs> I, that was so weird. I understand it is disappointing to see something in a promo and not have it in the game. Because yes... It sucks, especially if, like, you're buying this and you expect everything you saw in the promo to be in the game. But I feel like I should be seeing more problems happening here and more articles about the previous controversy of NPCs being whitewashed. Okay, devil's advocate here. Why did they remove? Why did they remove the window? Maybe it was for reasons that were that make sense. Uh, Who cares? It's a window. It could be like some. It could. I don't know the window in question. It could it have been a very a, large a, window. So the newest insensitive pack is, window. Um, and I think I mentioned. I definitely mentioned in a past uh, 
a past podcast about them having finally, after so many years, like six years of being out, um, addressing skin tone issues. Like, they needed more skin tone options and more hair options for people of color. And um, that is important. Took, I approve took of that. Six years. Way to go, EA. But it just feels like this is just, this is a weird controversy that keeps popping up on my feed specifically. And I don't get it. Um, well, I can certainly see why that would be the case. Um, <laughs> well, I, th- I think that that lines up with your yeah. probably your Google <laughs> Sense ad profile. Yeah of why this is appearing on your thing. Anna, your hot take, is it even a good window? It's a nice window. <laughs> good to <laughs> but know. another point, because you're saying you're seeing this one more than the other yeah. one, was removing the window also racist? Yeah, that's what I was basically trying to ask. Um, I probably not. Probably not. Probably, probably not, not. But just <laughs> to cover um, the the newest pack is uh in this industrial loft kit, so it's one of the five dollar ones. So industrial it's not even a big... makes me think it could be racist somehow. <laughs> Was not the best time for race relations. It is the industrial true. period. We would have to say, but it's more like um, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to word it. Um, because I don't know what this style is other than just calling it like industrial but it's like buildings being turned into lofts that purpose that were not originally supposed to be living spaces oh i think that's, that's brutalism. the kind of decor okay um i don't know i i'm not i'm no uh, social yeah i don't architect know. i'm not totally sure but that's kind of what the vibe is but it is also one of like the five dollar packs not even like a larger pack with a lot of stuff in it it's just like a mini pack kind of let's see um but that's all i just wanted to say that uh because sims is all i've got at the moment (laughs) (laughs) if i want to talk about something on the game full of podcast it's probably going to be sims but um yeah if anyone has any news on this let me know because i'll be looking it up myself later too there's like a lot of things i could talk about i'm not sure uh gamescom i think is the name of the thing that happened uh, the last couple days i was about to bring that up well there's two if there's two people who want to talk about a thing we should definitely talk about on the game gold podcast because that happens so rarely what about it i should talk about because there's the one part where it is superhero related, so I could talk for hours yeah. about it. <laughs> and then there's uh, like Dokevmo, Do- Domo I'll say, Kev, I'll which... say this: uh, when it comes to like big conferences like this, or like announcement, and, like mini guns going at the audience, I just like to go through it and just like see what catches everyone's attention. If that's cool. Yeah. Uh. Sure. Uh, okay, so first off, everyone's most highly anticipated game, Bus Simulator 2021. <laughs> who's gonna watch? Who's gonna play that? Nobody? Okay, next. <laughs> oh, there was, uh, I think there was a little game called Hope, or let me just 
Give me a second. Where did it go? I'm on the uh, Game Awards YouTube channel where it lists all the us. Hope, yes. It's a game about a little red panda, and it's adorable, and I love it. And now, instead of being a small indie game, it was at, like, Gamescom with a new name. It's called Nira's Wish. I I don't know what the difference is now, but it was at Gamescom, and I guess that means it's a bigger game. So I'm excited, because red pandas are adorable. Uh, TMNT Shudder's Revenge uh, had a new gameplay trailer, and it's releasing next year for uh, Switch and PC. And April Neal's going to be This cannot possibly be the first time that that metal sharp man has taken revenge on those no. <laughs> the turtles. Absolutely not. That seems wild. That seems wild to be like, this is, this is for all of the other things that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have done after they've existed for decades. I was going to say that, as like, teenagers. he did before the cartoons, revenge. but then I remembered that he died in the first issue of the comics, so died quote unquote that it is comic books so i i don't know yeah. the exact timeline of if he could have in the comics before the cartoons happened but it it's technically not impossible that it happened in the cartoons before it did in the comics which is interesting uh oh an indie game that caught my eye was midnight fight express I, I thought, thought you were going to say a different fun. game with Midnight in the title, and I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. Uh, no, what no, is Midnight Flight Express? Let's save that one for last. <laughs> let's save that for last, since it's going to be the biggest I didn't see anything about Midnight about. Flight Express. What's that? Uh, it's just it's basically an indie game, like a stylized, over-the-top uh, like brawler game. It looks very fun. It like, has a neo-noir setting. I like brawlers and neo-noir. I will yeah. have to look into it. There was one called Dokev or Dokev. Not sure. It. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like if you mixed, like, Pokemon with Kingdom Hearts three, and then also a bunch of like, like vehicle traversal of different kinds, and like there's uh. a glider, I think, and like a neat rocket skateboard or something, and there's, like three different types of gameplay and i don't i just this one actually caught off a lot of people's attention because it, i uh, understand why it is it looks huge and like i scary realistic like yeah i don't wise. even i don't like the people's faces they're a bit scary but the rest it's like a realistic pixar mixture and i appreciate the environments i just i don't understand how to even like describe what it is because I don't yeah, know. But, I have no idea. Yeah, but all gameplay wise, it just looks like you run around. It in looks this like a lot world of things with, gameplay with wise. Super animated characters. It looks and like it then, doesn't necessarily have one focus, which is super neat. I don't yeah, it know. It looks I'll, like it doesn't have a structure. Yeah. Like according to the, or that could just be trailer edited. I'll it be, just looks like you run around and fight stuff. Yeah, I'll be watching that closely because I. Yeah. I'm so confused, but fascinated. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard showed gameplay. It looks like a Call of Duty game. Uh, Halo showed gameplay, and it looks like a Halo game. We're back in 2008. Le uh, after a while... <laughs> With Diamond and, Diamond and Pearl, we are also back in 2008. Exactly. So. <laughs> after a long hiatus, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga finally came back. I think this was announced in 2019. It was supposed to come out in 2020. And and we haven't heard anything for a while. Oh, yeah, that's because, like, 
COVID, what happened to it? I think like so, a whole bunch of it leaked or something, and then they Did had to I? do I like recovery. There's like a whole big story about it, which wow. is really weird because like Lego games, you would think like they've been doing pretty well. I yeah, they, think like, been a and then all of a sudden they like hit what this th- huge roadblock and are set back like years. And I, the whole thing, I just, I don't know but what's going on. With the leak, like, what do they do? Spoil the store? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they leaked that there is no longer going to be customizable characters, like there is in like every other Lego game. And I think, I think there were a few other documents that leaked, and I don't, I don't understand how it did such a huge damage, but apparently it did. I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know, cause there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of details on the news, but it's just like, a train went off the rails, and I, I'm so, I don't understand. It's wild. It is. But, uh, anyway, announced the new release date of spring of next year, coming to all platforms. Or current platforms. All of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sega, okay. Ma- Sega Master say. System. Let's go. <laughs> Look, looks, yeah. I'm going to well, enjoy playing that on my Game Gear. <laughs> Side eyes the cinder block Game Boy. <laughs> uh, Far Cry 6 looks like a Far Cry game. Uh, Blood Hunt looks fun. I can't, uh, I'll probably try that out because I'm a horror fanatic. Uh, Horizon, uh, Horizon Forbidden West got delayed. The Outlast Trials looks Better in atmosphere than the second game, but I'm concerned about the game. I actually haven't played any of the Outlast games. I've been meaning to get into them, but uh, they're they're sort of like that jump scare horror that isn't great. But also, the first game I really commend it for the level design and stuff. Mm. For like when you're in a chase, it le- you it doesn't lead you, but like it intuits itself into you like what direction you should go and what you should be doing pretty well and i really horror is like probably my favorite genre so i like dissecting it so it's not the pinnacle of smart horror but it 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 just has good qualities about it uh yeah it's definitely it's more multiplayer focused so it's definitely giving me yeah this one is it's giving me some resident evil 5 vibes uh in terms of gameplay and and yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work yet, but yeah. I do like the series, so I'm going to be looking at that one. I also play a lot of Dead by Daylight. Ooh, there's news there. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, new trailer for... Uh, oh, wait, no. No, that's not a new trailer. That's just something else. Uh, uh, there's a Saints Row reboot, and... Oh, yeah. Uh... The YouTube comments for that trailer are calling it SJW garbage, so might be good. I don't know. <laughs> That's a that is an interesting way to, to like I I see your line of reasoning, but it also like. That's a wild way to get a sense of what a video game is. Point A to point H on that on that line of thinking there. It's. It sometimes works. I, what, yeah. I, mean, I think I, mean, I, I bought the rest of the series in like a bundle, and I haven't played it yet, but I have heard it's good. And if the new one is SJW garbage, then it might also be good. I don't know. I don't know enough about the series to comment on it. I, I will say I, the most comments I've seen on it is just calling the art style very similar to Fortnite. 
That, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I'm like, I don't know. I haven't played a Saints Row game, so I don't know entirely about, about this. Uh, Ancient Vampires 4 was announced for all you strategy game fans out there. There's a Jumanji game, and I only saw, like, a screenshot of the gameplay, and it looked like it might be, like, an RPG or something. Wait, what? I did not see that. I don't... I I only, like, quickly glanced at the screenshot, so I'm probably completely wrong. Uh, but... Because there, there was a Jumanji game that came out the last movie. Yeah, there was, like, a short 30-second trailer, and then there was another one released the next day, I think, that had gameplay. But I don't know anything about it. Oh, it, it's based on the original movie, not the new Oh, movies. interesting. I haven't read up on this, and I won't read it during the podcast, so let's just move on. And then the game you were most excited for, Marvel Midnight Suns, the Marvel XCOM game that we that was leaked uh, before E3, I think. Ah, I have so many. There's, it's so good. I'm so excited. I don't... The one bad thing is Suns with a U... When they have a comic book, they have a team called the Midnight, or, sorry, other way around. No, wait, I'm sorry. I'm too excited. I can't think. It's hard. What is the game called? Uh, hang on, let me try. Midnight Suns. <laughs> with a U? It's with a U, isn't it? We don't need to know that for a podcast. <laughs> it is. It's with a U, which is stupid, because they have comics called the midnight suns with an o i think that's like think staring that. them in the face no, and they, i don't i'm pretty I don't sure get it. they did that just so they wouldn't be people wouldn't be confused that this is like a totally new thing confused with doesn't sound what? like they did Nobody. a very good job i'm upset with that but the rest of it looks good they did this to make you mad it seems that way it does I think it's but, I think it's because so like people looking into this would be like oh Midnight Suns and then they would spell it with S U N S and they see the sun aesthetic and then so they wouldn't actually type in Midnight Suns like S O N S and then get the old team and not the game. If that makes it's gonna sense. It's going to be like the first like real Marvel game where a runaway is one of the main playable characters which is super exciting and it's like my favorite one, Nico Minoru, who is Sister Grimm, who has the staff of one, and that's exciting. You will get to play as an original character. She's the daughter of the big villain in the game, and she's gonna have, like, customizable superpowers and stuff. And you also- there's a relationship system, but you only get to be very, very good friends with the heroes, so you <laughs> cannot do the hanky-panky with Wolverine, which is a little bit was- upsetting. That was the article that you posted on the Discord. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know there was going to be a relationship system, because I didn't hear that, but then I did, and they were like, you cannot date Wolverine, and I got sad. But it still looks super amazing, because they picked, like, a bunch of good characters, and it's in a genre I've been wanting to get into, and so, like, this will probably get me to play more XCOM and stuff. And there's a whole bunch about it. It's really neat. Let's move on before I <laughs> derail. Uh, that was the last thing, thing I wanted to talk about. Um, anybody else have anything? I think mm. we should sort of begin to shift into games we've been playing in recent times. Oh boy, let me get my list. With a game that several people are here are invested in. 
which is all and also relevant for game cola staff and fans which is the release of the great ace attorney finally we don't have to play any of the bad ones anymore they finally released the good one. one of the great ones to us how did i know so that we how can, did we can i play know it. that was gonna be the joke <laughs> So this, just to give a bit of background, because otherwise I'm not going to be able to talk during this section. Um, and you know how much I hate that on the podcast, but I'll manage. The These were a set of games based in uh, the like the 1800s, you know, in their alternate history. Um, where you're not playing as Phoenix Wright, but you're playing as an ancestor? Is it yes. an ancestor? Yes, it is as an okay. ancestor. Um, in... London, I think. I think it's it's not you like start weird Japan, in Japan, California. And you, your next case okay. is on the way to England. I see. Okay, so but like the real places, like not like not like Ace Attorney, where you live in weird Japan, California. Yes. Um, but uh, so it's sort of got like uh, a different you know aesthetic, um. And then you have Herlock Sholmes is the other big Kills one. Kills me every time. I hate that. Good man. They, good man. They couldn't. They so I think in the original. So the thing is, this game was released like two uh, two years ago. It was released in Japan a while yeah. ago. Um, and one of the things that they suspect delayed it being released now is like trying to figure out the rights to Sherlock Holmes, which has a very strange yeah. public domain things where like mm-hmm. certain parts of Sherlock Holmes are public domain, but other parts kind of aren't. To- or legally, at least legally there are people speaking. with money who will argue that certain parts aren't. <laughs> Like certain personality traits, and so people are like, "I don't even know if I want to dip my toes into yeah. <laughs> figuring out whether or not I'm making Sherlock Holmes like too nice or something." Yeah. So, uh, uh, I think they just decided when they brought it over to the states, like, you know what, we're gonna call him Sherlock Holmes, so <laughs> that we don't have to like deal with it. <laughs> um, Which has been done that's, before. Those are the things that I know about. So, but now they finally brought it over for the Nintendo Switch. In America, completely localized, and it's an Ace Attorney related thing, so obviously people at Game Cola care about it, and I will now let them speak about the video game. I right, so like Anna, it. please go. <laughs> That's so, it. <laughs> so far I am on I am at the beginning of case four of the first game. Um I like it a lot. Uh I forget constantly how much I like Ace Attorney games, um due to the fact that uh, I played them all in a row, kind of, or at least the original mm. trilogy, so I don't have anything to, like... I, I haven't had anything new for a while, because I've not played the new games. The only... The newest game that I've played is uh, fe- uh, nah, Professor Layton vs. Ace Attorney, which I liked a lot. They Did brought... you get that recently? No, I, I got that four years ago okay. when it came out. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, if you got it recently, I'm like, oh my god, how'd you get your hands on a copy? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a minute. Now I got it when it first came out. They brought something over that I don't know if it's been done in the newer games, but they have something where they have multiple witnesses at once. Yeah. And later in the game, they have a jury. And I don't hate it. It could be worse. It could be better. It bothers me because I'm so used to the original games. 
Um, but so far, I love the game. I love the characters. Everyone's kind of racist. Oh, it's the eighteen hundreds. It's the eighteen hundreds, and, and it's yeah, relevant well, okay. to the plot. It is. Yeah. What? It's yeah. Just, what I've heard is that like, like every it, time, it's, it's an overt part of the narrative yes, that exactly. the characters have to deal with the fact that people in the 1800s weren't really cool about that sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, no. It was <laughs> Is it 1800s? It's either it's 1800s like late or 1800s. early 1900s. Okay. Um, but it it's one of those things where I don't expect it in a game. <laughs> and then I play it and I'm like, "Oh, I know this makes sense, but I'm still I wasn't prepared for it." <laughs> like everyone's really mean. <laughs> But it it makes sense why for the plot and like for the time, and I understand that it's just one of those things I wasn't prepared for. But it is very good so far. I like it a lot. I will say, um, no spoilers. Case three left me feeling unsatisfied and upset. Oh no, the case three syndrome in a Ace Attorney game. It was a very. Oh, no. It was it was an okay case. The case was fine. It was the ending that was not fine. And I know the reason why. And I don't want to say it because of... Well, no, I don't... <laughs> there are a lot of loose ends. And I'm so used to every case, you have a resolution. You know who did it. Maybe but they'll resolve it at the end of the game. That's the plan, I'm sure. Resolve? But it's still it was still like one of those things where I'm playing it. I'm like, nothing's getting solved. I don't understand. I'm so used to being not doing my not like going above and beyond in my job and finding the actual criminal. But um, no, and they kind of rub it in your face, too, sometimes where they're just like, you did your job. That's all you had to do. All right. Next case, and I'm like, what? Move on, chump. <laughs> that does sound weird for an Ace Attorney game. Exactly. It left me feeling very unsatisfied, and I'm very sure that the next few cases are going to revolve around the ending of this case, but I'm still just like, what? what? Yeah, if it comes back later, then I'll say that, then I'll say it sounds like a refreshing change of pace. Yeah, but, uh, no, just. Nope. <laughs> uh, I hate it. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> Okay. Objection. No, uh, no, but that no, that's that's it, it's fair to think of it as refreshing. It makes for good uh good for plot, especially if they come back to it, but it just felt weird as someone who has played the other games. Mm-hmm. Uh I think yeah. something that I missed just to jump in was that this is two different video games put into one. Yes. Uh yes. like thing, right? Like uh, Anna mentioned briefly that she's at the beginning. She's playing the first game. There's two of these great Ace Attorney games, <laughs> and they were released at the same time. I haven't heard the, anyone talk American about the second one. Or English localization. Everyone's still working through the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, so uh, James and I started playing with it. It's going to be, we're starting Danganronpa 3, and we're doing this game, doing walkthroughs for the, or playthroughs of them at the same time. Because we can't really call them walkthroughs, because I'm, ten- I'm going into them blind. And so is James, actually. Not for 3, obviously, but not for Danganronpa 3, obviously, but for Greatest Attorney. Because he only played the fan translation, like, the first 20 minutes of that, but he hasn't made progress in that in, like, years. So we're basically going into this blind. But uh, we've only played the first, like, chapter of the first case so far. Small addendum, you're going through V3. It's a different thing. It's important. Yes, that is true. 
but uh yeah we're interchanging episodes between then and i'm i will say playing through an ace attorney game again after so long it felt so i was so happy just here just hearing the sound effects again after so for so long i'm like oh my god i'm back and then uh, the guy turns to you and says you get look for evidence by looking through the court record i'm like yeah (laughs) damn right we gotta look through the court record you're so (laughs) right i'm gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) and then like the protagonist is just like what 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 am i doing what's going on i don't know and then he slams his his hands on the desk like when he's trying to say something important but it makes like the weakest sound ever and he, he it, like takes a quick second to look at he's like and looks like, at himself heck? like what did i just do <laughs> what <And> the animations <laughs> for ryunosuke which i think is how you pronounce his name i'm not sure yes um yeah, thank according you. to jane um, yes but the the animations for him top notch love it <laughs> an anxiety yeah. king also, wait, Anna, I do. I have to ask is, does he eventually say, objection, hold it, take that? Because for the first case, all he says is yes for everything. Yes, he does. Okay, good. Because I, I thought that was a glitch at first. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? No, this it was weird. definitely it was definitely a thing he didn't say because, you know, he's not a half spoiler, but he's not a lawyer. He's an English student. <laughs> he's majoring in english oops so he's not a law student but he's defending in court so he's saying a lot of things that are not objection or take that or hold it Neato. all right i'll look forward to that yeah no i asked the guy thought it was a glitch i was like it, it, are his voice bubbles glitched or something what's going on here yeah yeah uh but yeah i can't wait to play play the rest I kind of just want to jump ahead, but I know that'll go against the walkthrough because we're literally playing them on the schedule. Yeah, don't I do just, that. I just don't want to take two years to go through this game. <laughs> or four years since it's two games. But then it'll be an Ace Attorney game that lasts two years. And you won't have to, like, by the time you finish, there'll be a new one yeah. to play. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, God. What what will... if the they did announce like a while ago that Ace Attorney Seven was in development, but I I want to know what what that's gonna look like if if it's gonna be on probably an Ace Attorney game. I asked uh on Twitter what the newer games past the trilogy like how they were um or if I had to play them, and Paul's response was uh no you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went, no, all right. <laughs> yeah, Spirit of Justice left um. The plot was alright, it's just left a lot... The newer games left a lot to be desired gameplay-wise, because they were all super easy. Mm. Yeah, it's like they were all very hand-holdy. And oh. honestly, so was kind of a... Uh, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright was kind of hand-holdy, but yeah, not Yeah, I, I can agree with that, but you know what? I'm fine with it, because I'm not super, super smart. So, like, <laughs> I want to be able to play video games and not have to keep restarting. Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to the, um, I think the most handholdy part for me in, th- in that one was the, when they tried to introduce a new system, like, um, Athena's, like, emotional mood matrix or, like, the multiple witnesses part. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, great idea on paper. And then they execute it by, by when you're looking through the cross-examination and then, like, a bubble appears that be like, oh, this is what you have to do. I'm like, 
I'm just reading through the thing. <laughs> Wait, why, why are you telling me what I have to do for right now? Because, like, one witness will will just, like, perk up and be like, oh, that's all right. And then it'll have the loudest sound and animation that's, like, you can't ignore that or anything. That is incredibly helpful for someone like me who doesn't think to, like, go looking around after every statement, though. Oh, true, true. Yeah, but I don't know. This is, like, the seventh or, like, eighth eighth game in the series that i played i'm just like all right i'd like a challenge please yeah it would be nice to have like a way to turn that kind of stuff off if you're or better yet yeah yeah exactly turn it off have an easy mode and a hard mode mm-hmm. problem is is that gamers are allergic to the word easy <laughs> i'm not are you kidding me <laughs> yeah no play play however you want i'll play that was an exaggeration but like i think there is like a s- subtle meta game of like how do we name difficulty modes so that the people who need them will actually use them right i still contend that like the reason that some games have like they'll call like their lowest difficulty mode baby mode for babies is that it's a mode so easy that they don't actually like expect people to play it but it means that the people who need to play the easiest difficulty that they designed don't feel like they're picking the easiest option. They made one so easy that the people who need to pick the easy option feel like, well, at least I'm not playing baby mode for babies. Yeah. That's my yeah. conspiracy theory. Here, there is a, there's a meta game to naming those things so that they're actually useful to, right? Yeah. Cause I mean, this sort of goes here's into what, it. Like, here's what I say. If you're going to put an easy mode in, make it an easy mode that's actually playing where you're playing the game and it doesn't negate all the mechanics that make it a unique game. <laughs> For ex- so like, um, I know like Resident Evil Village just came out and it had its easy mode is like barely a game. You just run around, go from point A to point B without like any challenge whatsoever. And then you play it on the normal or hard mode and it's like, oh wait, I have to fight things. I have to survive. I have to use these game mechanics that they put in. Oh, that's pretty it's like, bad. Th- yeah, it's... this is this is gonna open up into a slightly more like yeah, not yeah. maybe a discussion we should start having at this point in the podcast, but like the 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 challenge of like figuring out like because like yeah that's an issue, but it's like how do you make it clear that that's what the distinction between the difficulty modes is at the beginning of the game, or if you do it in the middle of the game, how do you find a good way to like tell the player like hey you should consider changing this slider if this is what you're struggling with like yeah. it's 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 trick it, there's certainly games where it's like okay well you're doing literally nothing so this is clearly not the solution but also the correct answer is not necessarily easy or easily applicable to a bunch of different games um i think though not to cut you off too much if there's anything more that you wanted to say specifically no, we got the basic gist of it now um, I think we should wrap up with the other games that we've been playing in recent times. I can go real quick and just say that I'm still playing uh, the Pokemon Emerald Nuzlocke, uh, especially now that I'm in a situation where I don't have internet. I'm calling to you. I'm using my mobile data, and I hope I do not use so much that it becomes an issue before I get my internet. We will have to see. Um, but uh, So I'll probably be doing a lot more of that now that I'm just sitting in an internetless place. But um, I'm near the end of the game. Uh, I'm at the last gym, and then I'll do the Elite Four. Another thing I'll say, I, I knew of this about Emerald, but it's I just re-experienced. Like, the weird thing about Emerald is that they made the story, like, worse. Like, in, 
in Ruby and Sapphire, the the climactic moment oh. is you go and fight the big weather Pokemon that's like destroying the world with its weather. And yeah. You fight it and you <laughs> either defeat it or catch it and you save the world. In Pokemon Emerald, there is a cool moment where you see the two big weather Pokemon fighting each other and it's like this big epic battle. But what you do is you walk to a tower, you like yell at Rayquaza to wake up and then he goes and he resolves the conflict all by himself and you just sort of watch. Yeah. It's like, this is not really satisfying and all I did was like, yell at a, yell at a big guy and then he solved the problem. I didn't actually like, do anything for the climax yeah. of this story. In a game where the, there's already an issue with like, the bad guy is like, Oh, let's drown the world. That's a good idea. And then they do it and they're like, oh, this was a bad idea. And you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> also, the, the bad guy that's like, we're going to make more land. And it's like, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you mean more land? Cause it's not like we're going, his plan is not to get rid of water, which also would be a wild thing, <laughs> but it's like, we're going to make more land. By making a volcano erupt in the middle of the continent <laughs> where there's already land. Which is not quite how <laughs> islands That work. was my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Emerald. So I didn't know. I, I never beat it because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I saw the two Pokemon fighting and I just sat there. And that's where the game stopped. Oh, it's not super clear at yeah, all. Absolutely like, not. Like the thing, like what you, you have to like go up to the north of the city, which if you like miss the little cutscene that sort of explains it, like it doesn't look natural to go up there at all. And then you like go into a cave and you talk to this guy who you've never met before <laughs> in the context of this game. He was the eighth gym leader in Ruby and Sapphire, but now he's just not, now he's a main character, but also you don't meet him until this exact moment. You go in and he's like, if only we knew where Rayquaza was. And then he lists like three, pla where do you think he is? And then he lists places and like the place that Rayquaza is on that list, but like you would have no idea, like you, you, you wouldn't know where Rayquaza was. <laughs> you just do process of elimination. You How click these options. Like, no, it couldn't be there. No, it couldn't be there. Oh, yes, is. the sky pillar. Like, what do you mean the sky pillar? Like, I didn't, you suggested the sky pillar to me. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of the sky pillar. I've never, and now you're like, oh, is. yes, of course, I've the never sky played pillar. Emerald. Do they even tell you what a Rayquaza is? I don't think so. I, I, it's like, it is very briefly oh, alluded to. I think you get a call from your rival who says, like, hey, I saw this big green thing fly in the sky. Isn't that nice. weird? And I think if you talk to some NPCs, they talk about seeing, Excited. like, a, a sighting of Rayquaza. But, the no, the end of the game is just, like, a, a very strange thing. I saw thing. a day of anyway, <laughs> it's, it's It's strange. Anyway, but uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I've got my – I'm training up to, to beat the water gym. Um, which is just involving uh, grinding a lot of new Pokemon that I have to add to the team because it wasn't very water Pokemon friendly. So what I've got right now, I've got Lantern. Uh, what is it? Lantern Minin, who is the only other electric type that has survived. No. <laughs> um, let's see, that's two. Uh, Hariyama, because it's got thick fat, so it res it technically resists ice through that, or it sort of does. Gyarados, because Garrus is OP. Um, and Absol, who I've nicknamed Lootly, <laughs> or Ootly, so it's Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, very good. I appreciate. I, I, I appreciate I, my own I uh, skills there. I have a crow bat, but I don't think I'm taking it into that gym. So I'm trying to remember. Oh, a vile plume because it's a grass type. Um, because there's a there's a I think it's got yeah it's got a wish he's got a wish cache so I need a grass type to defeat that. So that's that's where I'm at. I will probably post about it on the Discord or talk about it on the next podcast that I'm on when I beat that. So if you're interested, keep an eye out for that. Uh. Blue, I'm going to nominate you because you didn't talk about playing the Great Ace Attorney. Yeah, I'm. I've been playing Boyfriend Dungeon, and I finished Dual Destinies, and now I'm on Trials and Tribulations. So that interesting order you're playing those in. What do you mean? Uh, you went from the fifth game to the third game. I went from the second game to the third game in the Switch Collection. I dual oh justice for all. Why did I oh, put okay. dual destinies? I don't know. Crickets. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, you probably just had it on your mind. Yeah, it, that's like the fifth game, and I yeah. I have to play Apollo Justice first, and apparently that one's awful. No, that one's not awful. <laughs> Paul really doesn't like Apollo Justice, like as a person. I yeah. <laughs> uh, just Game, for all. Gameplay wise, it's excellent. Hot take: didn't hate the third case. That, that uh, is... Justice for all. Yeah, no, uh, the case itself is fascinating. It's just some of the characters are just annoying in that. Oh, okay. I all I heard for years was like, oh, the the circus one, the third case, the second game. It's the worst case in the series, and I'm like, this was yeah. fine. I hated it. I just, mm-mm. I thought the like the culprit made sense and was like, oh yeah, that I figured it out. Neat. Uh, Gumshoe in that, that case. Was just a thing about me being like, oh, this is way too hard for me, and I really just don't know what's going on. Oh, okay. Uh, As you can was... see, there are two kinds of Ace Attorney players in this <laughs> <laughs> on Game Cola. <laughs> There is Gumshoe, who I already really liked. He did, he just pulled like a, he's like, even here at the circus, no matter where I go, the show's always the same. Dead body, stage left. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. (laughs) That is a very good line. So so now he's my favorite character. Uh... Before, in the first game, or when I was going into the series, I, uh, I I played it like ten years ago, the first one, and then at the end of the last case, like the fifth case, it right in the middle, it had like cr- corrupted every time I talked to this one person in an investigation, so I would have had to play the whole game over again, and I was just what? like... No, and so a couple years ago, I bought the collection, I think for, or like last year, I bought it for the Switch, and I played through the first game again last year, and then I did started the second one like two weeks ago, so I'm kind of speeding through, because I'm already on like the second case of the third game. I thought all the people, I thought just because they were the two male leads, people were shipping phoenix and edgeworth and then now the the writing did you know, kind of straighten that <laughs> i the first game where he's like 
it's been like 17 years and I've been, I chose my career because of this person and I'm going to find this person. I'm like, okay, straight people movies, romance movies are founded on like less than that, significantly <laughs> less than that relationship. So I do think Phoenix might have a crush on him. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I fully buy into the both ways thing. And then the second game happened and Maya shows up and she's like, How's Edgeworth? And Phoenix says, Don't say that name. He's dead. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, so Edgeworth obviously went like on vacation for the weekend and Phoenix is like, Ah, oh, how dare he leave me? So I was a hundred percent Phoenix definitely has a crush on him. And then the rest of the game played out and I was like, oh, okay, that's down to that's about fine. 75%. But now <laughs> Edgeworth said he trusts Phoenix, which I don't think he trusts a single other person in his life. So he's up to about like 33% might have a crush on Phoenix. So that's where I'm at now. Uh, trials and tribulations. Like you go through the series, like a graph of each, and like watch the, the lines like go up and down. Huh. Trials and tribulations. It started. I so the way I I read is I like I read one line, I skip to the next line, and my brain still processes like the last line. It's faster, and I don't miss anything. Because I just, my eyes take in the information faster than my brain. But then, suddenly, Grossberg says, it feels like my hemorrhoids are doing the Harlem shake. <laughs> and I just, I was, I got to the end of the next sentence before I was like, wait, the Harlem what? shake? My har my hemorrhoids are doing the Harlem shake? Excuse me, what did I just read and why did my brain try to... But think it was a perfectly good thing to say, and I just had to stop and reconsider my life for a few seconds. The very odd thing about that is that game was localized in two thousand seven. Yeah, exactly. It became a meme. Yeah, that I was thinking about that. And I was like, this could not. This had to be like really early on because I don't. Uh, which made it extra weird. Yeah, no, it was just the sh it was just the song. They were just referencing the song at that point. Yeah, not the actual, not the meme. So that was insane. Uh, and I've been I played Boyfriend Dungeon. I, I got it like the day I post about it in the Discord is the day I bought it, I think. And then I played it a few days later for my birthday. It was my birthday present to me, and I think I soft locked it by not. Inter by stopping answering one of the character's messages because I didn't like him. <laughs> it's which I didn't does. It's called it's called boyfriend dungeon, not not ghost ghosting dungeon. <laughs> well, okay, so there's a controversy. You had one job. You had one job! So one of the voice actors of the game is getting harassed because his character sucks, which is stupid. People don't, people shouldn't do that. Don't, don't tag actors for the roles they play. Thanks. This has been my TED talk. Uh, but yeah, I, 
but you did also hate the the you did also hate that character. Yeah, but that so doesn't mean that I'm going to send the actor who voiced him death threats. That is not sure, okay. Sure, sure. I appreciate that qualification, but I think it's also important to know that you hated this character so much that it broke it, the video game. I I think I broke <laughs> the video game cuz I didn't know that he and I don't know how much to spoil it. I thought the game there's I mean, I think I think it's funnier if we don't clarify that okay. statement in any way. <laughs> there or is or. there's like a shelf in your room in the game where every time you beat a boss, you get a little figurine, and it looks like there's space for four. So I got two dungeons through in a couple hours, and I was like, okay, time to start the next one. And then I couldn't figure out how to do the next one, and then. I looked it up and it was like, there's two and a boss. And I was like, okay, I, okay, I, I'm almost done. I thought I was halfway done. And then I couldn't figure out how to do the boss. And then, so I look around for a while and in my research, it doesn't really tell me how, but it does say that there's a character that's important for the plot. And, so I'm like, oh no, I softlocked the game by n- stopping answering his text at the beginning of the game. Uh-oh. Oops. How was I supposed to know that hours ago when I decided I didn't like him? Yeah, so I don't know how to progress. But it's yeah. a lot of fun. It, uh, I think, was it Jenny or Joe last time that did the the boss baby meme at me when I compared two games, which was rude. But it it is. I don't think that sounds like a Jetty yeah, thing. To I be think honest. it was Jetty. I so I'm going to compare it to Hades, and he's gonna make fun of me, even though the weapon choices are very similar. Like there's the big javelin you throw, and it comes back, and then there's the sword, and there's the gloves that you punch people with. The weapons are very similar. So in that sense, it's. It's not as tight in the controls, but it's still a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun with it. I don't know why you get crafting recipes, and you can only make, like, you can make, like, a brownie, and that is, those items you craft are the presents you give in the dating segments, and you can only use each recipe once. So, like, I learned how to make a brownie. I made a brownie. I've, how do you make a brownie i have this recipe i i guess i forgot how to read it guess no one will ever have brownies ever again the problem is is that part of the recipe for the brownie was to include the rest the piece of paper that the recipe <laughs> was written on i guess that must be it because nothing else makes sense first you make the batter and then you pour the batter into a pan and then you put the pan in the oven and then there's the dating segments, and they're they're good. Uh, there's you use the paper to light the fire for the oven. <laughs> there's like PG thirteen, like oh we spend the night together. Here's they were nice and attentive and caring. And then sometimes it'll be like his steel against my skin. Like the sharp part, and I'm like, "What are you? What's happening?" I'm concerned. So it's PG thirteen, but also more disturbing than if it wasn't. <laughs> uh, and also, I, 
I for the first one I ended up with was actually a woman because I the amount of how gay I am superseded how I the obvious signaling that I was saying oh yeah I'm gonna date you was I was just trying to be a friend and it was like okay we're we're dating now and I was like oh I didn't mean to do that. Oops. I thought we were just going to be buds. Okay. Yeah, me, that's what I thought. But it would have been obvious to anyone else, but I, I was too gay to understand. But all in all, it's a good game, like, I don't know, 6, 7, 8 out of 10, somewhere in there. Haven't decided. Maybe I'm all... Six, 678 out of 10. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is Decided. what I would rate it. I think we're on to Joe now. What have you been playing? No, I already went, and also I, there's, I don't know if there's a fire alarm going off. Oh, I just heard it. It's because the weapon people are so hot. At, okay, I think they fixed as it. As Joe is putting up the fire. It went off, <laughs> no, it went off earlier and they turned it off, so uh, I think it's, I think it's a Joe has thing. left the podcast, he went to play Hero and save everyone in his apartment I'm complex. literally still here right now. <laughs> Impromptu speedrun of the firemen. <laughs> the same joke Anna <laughs> oh my god um, John and Anna you already talked about a game that you played in recent times so uh, sort this of. podcast is getting pretty long so go quickly uh, okay um, uh, what else oh my roommate and I we would we watched like the first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and in my that's not a video now, hang on <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear the comma in my sentence <laughs> Uh, so me being eBay crazy, I bought the, uh, video game that was on Xbox and it shockingly, it's pretty good. It's actually very fun. It's just like a 3d brawler where you have like, that's the one where you like can street, play as a dummy. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you play as Buffy, but, uh, the, uh, yeah, you just go around, like beat the, you beat up vampires the whole time using like environment destructible environments and whatnot it, the style and presentation kind of reminds me of an old school harry potter game like in terms of voice acting and like the colorful uh subtitles and everything and because it's made by was it made by ea it was distri- it was distributed but it wasn't made by them but uh hmm. yeah it's very fun it, uh the controls are way more tight and precise than i ever expected it to be for a movie tie-in for a show tie-in game but yeah i also played some street fighter 4 I realized, and I further realized, oh, I love Street Fighter, but I also suck at it. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I bought some other games that I haven't played, played too. Anna, you're up. I have been playing Greatest Attorney. I have also been playing Metopia on the Switch, which I like a lot. I got it at the perfect time because it was when I went on vacation with a bunch of friends. So I just handed them my Switch and they made their own characters. Almost finished with it. Just as good as it was on the 3DS, I guess. Nothing really changed too much, except now I have a horse. Uh, I have a unicorn. Yeah, um, I was just listening horsey. to like 83 of the podcast or something where you and Paul were like talking about how good it was and you convinced Paul to buy it right there and then. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I'm glad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I've been playing Sims, of course. Um, always. Uh, but last week when I was on vacation, Cam was playing uh, Yakuza, and it started, and it's just a movie for a solid, like, two hours. 
solid two hours of the beginning of it of the game as a movie mm. and we're all just like wrapped in this story <laughs> like sitting on the couch like wow this is wow i love this have you but, pushed um, a button yet nope <laughs> <laughs> has he played any game yet no it's just a movie um but yeah that's pretty much uh my video games stories for the past month well i think it's about time to end this nah. podcast because we've been going for quite it's a while turning. we talked about many things for a long time <laughs> Um, so I would like to take this opportunity to tell you, thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cola Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to check us out on our social media pages like Facebook and Twitter. And of course, look at the Discord. Take, check out the actual internet website, GameCola.net, the YouTube channel, GC.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. Uh, you, you know, you got the playthroughs that John was talking about. You got uploads of the podcast there. Sometimes that's people's preferred way of doing things. You can leave comments. You can like. <coughs> you can cough. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, if you're interested in this podcast, if you like this podcast, you know, you can share things with like hashtag the GCPC. Um, word of mouth is the best way to spread podcasts to your friends. So. Do that if you want to see this podcast expand. And still working on Family Game Night. It is like an active plan to, to bring that back. Um, so we'll, if you want to know about that, check out Facebook, Twitter, and of course Discord was where you would get the most active updating on that point. Anything else that you guys want to add before I close this podcast? Be safe. That was the fire. Well, I smell food, so I'm guessing it was a cooking-related thing. <laughs> I'd like... The fire alarm's I'd off. I'd like to note that the end day is coming. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do for that. It's Probably important. stream, like, always. With that, thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Cola Podcast. Have a wonderful time of day, wherever it is, whenever it is you are listening to this podcast, and we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, be Bye. safe. Bye. Make good choices. Or don't. Sink! Well, you guys sounded pretty synced. <laughs> on my end which is that i always make a comment about it so that when i go to future joseph he knows hey this is what happened with the sinks and the latency yeah um okay oh yeah clap 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 i already clapped yeah but if you do a bunch it's easier to find yeah i did a bunch the big okay um i snapped once and then i just snapped a bunch now one clap and then I realized that, you know what? One clap also looks a lot like just accidentally hitting, like, the table or something. Yeah. Or laughing, like, for a really short, like, heh. Not like that. I don't know how to laugh without, like, actually finding something funny. <laughs> I can't do, like, ha, 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 ha. Go to stand-up, you'll find out. Ha, ha, ha. You could just, um... Okay. <laughs> be someone let's, who has to work with podcast. a coworker who tries to be funny when they're very much not funny. <laughs> this isn't a dig on you. Eh. <laughs> I, was about I to needed say, to say that right away. Me.
No, no. no. It's all, Excuse me, Prince. No, no. Everybody here is funny in their own right. It's all old white men. Every time. I have improved that. Okay. Let's let's start the podcast. This is a good energy we've got going here. Let's 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 capitalize on it. Okay. You're trying to Starting steal the my energy? Starting the podcast in three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs>